I'm tryna give me a bag. 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 What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast. And I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas. AKA the kid that did and the man that can baby CEO Sonny. And today, we're gonna be chopping it up with the CEO and founder of the number one financial education brand for young women, the responsible homegirl, AKA Miss Kiani Elps. How you doing? How you doing? Hey y'all, I am so happy to be here. It's gonna be lit. We're gonna have a whole good time. Come on, now. We finna turn up the show. And I'm super happy to have you here because I was just telling, like, how we were just talking about, I feel that we relate so much, our stories, our values, and what we're really trying to put out into the world. So, super happy for you to be here. And we finna turn up, like you said. Yes, yes. Let's get it. Let's get it. For sure, for sure. Because really, here on FYI Fly, we like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff, baby. So one thing I wanted to make sure to talk to you about before we jump into our callings, which is financial literacy, I wanted to talk about our brands. And I really feel like people gravitate towards our brands so genuinely because they're like an extension of us. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's real authentic, you know what I'm saying? So can you talk about what some of the major lessons you've learned since starting The Responsible Homegirl and give us some tips on what it takes to build a brand and a community? So a lot. (laughs) So I'm going to try to make it as concise as possible. But really, the responsible homegirl, it didn't start off as a business, even though it's a business now. And I look at it like as a brand now, other people like, oh, I love your brand, this, that and the other. It didn't start off that way. Mm -hmm. It really started off as me just wanting to share what I had learned because I was exposed to this world of financial education that I knew absolutely nothing about. So the first thing I would say, like the really challenge with it was, was shifting my mindset from around just being a hobby to actually creating it Mm. as, I mean, or transitioning into a brand or a business. Because at first I I wasn't making any money and I was okay with it because it was a hobby. But after a while I got tired, I'm like, whew. It take a lot to create this content. It's a, it take a lot to answer all y'all questions. It take a lot to just show up and show up consistently. So how can I really mm-hmm. be strategic and be clear on what it is that I do, who do I serve, and what problem do I solve? So once I was clear on those three things, I say um, it made it much easier for me, and people started gravitating mm-hmm. towards the responsible homegirl because I was so clear on what it is that I do. And earlier you said, like, we're the number one financial education brand for young women. Earlier when I started the Responsible Home Girl, I was talking to everybody. I was like, anybody can get this work. Uh And anybody can still get the work. But when I, like, took a step Uh back and I looked at my analytics, I looked at my um, audience, like, 95% of my audience were women. So I'm like, okay, if 95% of my audience is women, then I need to speak their language. I need to talk to them. I need to really nurture who is rocking with me? Because it's not that I don't rock with the men. The men can come too, but I'm going to be on Instagram saying, hey, sis, or hey, homegirl, or girl, did you go get your nails done and know you couldn't afford it? Like, I'm going to be speaking their language so they can say, 
okay, this girl relates to me and I can trust her to give me the financial education that I need. So mm-hmm. I hope that answered um, the question. So when you... It, it, oh, it did. <laughs> it, it did. And it got so many questions in my head. So when you, when you niche down to that specific uh, target market of young women, what did that really do for your business? And how did you notice the increase from your business? So it showed me that they were waiting on me. Like it showed me that people were mm. out there waiting on me to say, I'm talking to you. Because believe it or not, there yeah. are people who are out there looking for somebody to follow. They want the information. Mm. They want the game. But are you going to give it to them? Or are you going to sit back and act like Walmart? And there's nothing wrong with a Walmart. But Walmart is very general. I'm trying to mm. be like a... Let me think of an example. Like of a Nike. Mm. Like you know you're going to go to Nike to get a specific type of shoe. And maybe that wasn't the best example. But you get what I'm saying? Like I want to mm. be that specific so. place. Like a specific seafood restaurant, specific Japanese restaurant, specific Caribbean restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to be Golden Corral. So, I, I would say, yeah. like, I realized that, you know, there were a group of women who were waiting on me to say, Kiani, get me together, sis. Help me with my finances. That's huge. That's huge. And something else I wanted to point out that you said, when you were switching your hobby to a brand, you pointed out three things. Can you kind of touch and elaborate on those three things and, and go into that a little more? Because that's going to help a lot of people listen. Mm-hmm. So first thing, what do I do? So what do I do is kind of like how I show up. So what do I do? I create content. So I cre- create content across mm-hmm. all social media platforms. I have a podcast as well, um, a YouTube channel. So what do I do? How do I really want to serve people? Yeah. Um, the second thing that I said is who am I? Who am I helping? So you have to get very clear on who it is that you're helping. Mm. And when I say a target audience, I feel like that word can be a little misleading because mm. we think about a broad range of people. No, create an avatar. Thanks. Like create one person. Like I know mm. my avatar name. Her name is Megan. She's 25 years old. She works a nine to five right now, but she's really interested in starting her own business. She loves making the style and she loves mm. listening to Summer Walker. Like I know in and out how my avatar is i know how she thinks what she wants and knowing that stuff helps Mm. me figure out how i need to show up how i need to talk to her what can i do to kind of relate to her and then the third thing was what problem do i solve so i'm telling you right now Mm. if you want to start a brand if you want to start a business you need to be solving a problem it has to be deeper than the money because it's not easy it's not easy showing up consistently Mm. it's not easy just doing what it is that we're doing, creating something right. from scratch and building it from the ground up. So you have to know what problem you're solving because that's going to keep you um, motivated and keep you showing up to serve the people that you want to serve. Mm-hmm. You own it. <laughs> you own it. It's more. You own it's it. more. <laughs> Come on now. She said the bag is deep. You hear me? The bag is deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it because I was literally just talking to my friend. Um, he's an artist. We actually started, um, he started his record label in the dorm. We went to college together. Mm-hmm. He started his record label in the dorms and I started FY Fly in the dorms. It was it, it was crazy, like a whole entrepreneurship dorm. Everybody was on it. But we we were talking about character avatars. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that you that you mentioned that. And just by creating that one character avatar, you like you specify. It's crazy because like you're you're zooming in on one person, mm-hmm. and then it continue. Then it gets bigger because there's multiple people just like that avatar. Yep. 
So now you got a big group of Megans that all love the same thing. So now it kind of becomes easier when you were talking about that content to create it because we all love the same thing. We are all a big group in a big community. So that's huge. Yeah. And then also something that I've picked up over, and I'm sure a lot of people have as well and can relate to this, is that self-awareness, self-development you know, journey. And I think for us, you know, especially having graduated or, you know, not being in school for, you know, eight hours out of the day, it's so important that we're taking that time to be still, self-reflect, and then also once we do that, to then self-develop right. and find different pathways for us to develop and get better and become more valuable. Mm. So can you talk about, like, why it's so important that we become more valuable in this world with, 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 with automation taking out with robots, taking out jobs with so many uh, different competitions out competitors out there. Just talk about building yourself and building that value for our young folks. Listen. Yes. I love that you said that because personal development is so key. So key. You have mm. to think about it. Like we grow up with the beliefs, with the mindset of the families that we are raised in or the friends that we yeah. have. But as you start becoming more self-aware and you're realizing like, oh, I don't like this about myself or, oh, I love this about myself. There are certain things that you have to mm -hmm. nurture, certain things that you have to build upon and certain things that you just have to totally eliminate. Like y'all look at the responsible homegirl and y'all like, oh, my gosh, she out here killing it. But Kiani can be lazy. Like I have to be on my <laughs> own neck about, girl, you you got to do this. You got to show up. You can't procrastinate. Uh -huh. So it's certain things that that like are going to get exposed that you have to change. So personal development mm. is huge for me. And I would say like the easiest way to add value to this world, add value to even yourself is by consuming or changing what it is that you consume. One value mm. that I live by exposure. You don't know what you don't know. Okay. So you don't know what you don't know unless you get exposed. So you got to get exposed to 100%. something new. So reading books, listening to podcasts and I would say like this confidence that I have is one for my relationship with God, but also two by my level of exposure. Like I know what it is that I've read. Mm -hmm. I know what it is that I've applied. Like there's just certain yeah. stuff that you can't tell me because I don't get exposed and not only exposed, I don't implemented it. So all of this just adds value, right? All of this adds value to yourself. And then in turn, you got to recognize everything that I'm doing mm -hmm. is not about me. It's not even for me for real. Everything that I learn, I take it and then I share it with somebody else, whether that's online with the responsible homegirl, whether one of my homegirls pick up the phone and she going through a tough time and I got to pour into her, whether somebody hits me mm -hmm. up and they like, oh, I love what you're doing with your brand. Can you give me, you know, some words of wisdom? Can you give me some gems? So everything that yeah. we do, it helps us, it benefits us, but it's not for us. It's for other people. So I'm huge on personal so, development and, you know, adding value. Adding value and serving other people mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. It, it, it's key. And I think this is a great time to go ahead and pivot to the financiality section that I really want to dive into you with. So can you like, were you always good with money or was there an event in your life where you was like, okay, now it's time to get right. <laughs> Yo, are you ready to hit your next level? Do you want to increase your drive, destiny, and dollars? Well, if so, check out my new book, From College to COVID, 24 Lessons Learned During the Lockdown, where I've compiled five of the biggest lessons I learned going from college to COVID to starting my financial literacy empire, FYI Fly, plus 
19 lessons from your favorite entrepreneurs, entertainers, and athletes that have been featured on our show. There's literally something for everyone. So purchase your copy today at fyfly.com backslash from college to COVID. Let's go. I was not. Like, I'm the responsible homegirl now, but baby, I was the leader of the irresponsible homegirls. <laughs> the <laughs> leader of the irresponsible homegirls. I played both sides. T- Hear me both sides. <laughs> So, I definitely had an event, and my event, um, mm-hmm. just to give y'all some backstory. Mm-hmm. So, I would never forget November of 2019. Y'all know December 1st is when ring is due. So, I'm looking at my bank account, and I don't have my $889. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking, I'm like, dang. So I can either go and ask my mama for this money and hear woulda, coulda, shoulda, hear some curse words, hear some I told you so. Oh, yeah, you know she's going to give it okay. to you. She just told you not to leave. She just oh, yeah. told you know me. she's going to give it to she you. She just told me like six months ago, like, don't do this. And here I am doing what I want to do, not listening, right? Or what I could do is yeah. just wait it out a little minute and figure it out. So because of my pride, mm. I chose not to call my mama. And I was like, you know what? I got 30 days, so I'm going to figure this out. They're not going to evict me, you know, right then and there. So yeah. that is what really started my personal finance journey. Like, I realized that nobody had ever taught me nothing about money. I went through my big statements, and I saw my bad money habits. I saw what it is that I did wrong. I wasn't just sitting there blaming everybody. I saw that I was clearly mm. the problem. So I took out a blank sheet of paper and I wrote down, I had two jobs. I didn't have nothing to show for it, but I had two jobs. And like I said, my refund check that I had blue. So I wrote down what I would be making for my two jobs. And then I wrote down every single thing that was coming out of my account on a reoccurring monthly basis. And once I did that, I got rid of certain stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that, not doing that. And then I just started listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube videos and different stuff, reading books. Because Mm. I did not like the financial stress that I felt. Like, I was stressed out for real. Stressed out. And Mm. I was, what, 21 years old? So I'm like, I do not want to Mm. be living paycheck to paycheck and just doing all of this extra stuff where I could really just get my life together, get my finances together. So I was not good with money. That's what happened Uh and made me get my my money together. That is such a a relatable story for a lot of college students. Mm -hmm. Because we get that bag, you know, if, if we're if we're blessed to have a bag right. from scholarships or, or what, wherever that money may come from, if we're blessed to have a lot of money in college and not have bills, you know, we're going to spend that because we don't know the the financial downfall of not saving or not because we don't see it immediately. Right. But I think just like you said, that exposure, that exposure truly does lead to expansion. So I'm so glad that we're doing what we're doing. Because we're able to give these game back to the young. And, it, and it's not like we're telling them, hey, no fun. Hey, you can't eat out. Hey, you can't party. We're just telling them, like you said, to be more conscious about their spending, to be more aware of their spending. And that's even something that uh, amazing. You was you had the self-awareness to be like, okay, I am the problem. That's, yeah. that's, that's the number one uh, <laughs> step right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just admitting that. So that's, that's amazing to even see as well. And one thing that I'll add to what you just said is like, I will never, and I always tell this to my community, I will never tell grown people what to do with their money. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't work like you work. Yeah. I don't go to your job and clock in. I'm not building your business. Like I will never tell you what to do with your money. But what I will do is give mm-hmm. you education so that you can make better decisions. Now, you have to make the choice to say, okay, 
I got this money coming in, I'm going to budget. I got this money coming in, I'm going to save. I'm going to invest. I'm going to give some mm-hmm. away. Like, you have to make those decisions. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, don't go get your nails done. Who am I to say that? I'm not going to tell you, don't go out to eat. No, you work to eat. So come on now. But like I say, I will give you, you know, the education, expose you to that. Because sometimes you just, you don't know what you don't know. A hundred percent. And I like to tell people, I'm not finna tell you what to do. I'm going to show you what I do and tell you why I do it. And then you can choose to do it if you, if you want to. It's all you. But I'm going to tell you why I do it and then give you the game behind it. Yeah. And I also wanted to really get your views on that big B word, budgeted. <laughs> you know, Because <laughs> there's so many negative connotations and negative feelings around this word. And I really feel like a budget is what you simply need to live your best yeah. life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a budget is a life enabler, not a life restrictor. So... Mm-hmm. Talk to us about how a budget, you know, talk to us about how you budget personally and then how that's changed your life. You know, give us some some benefits of budgeting. Absolutely. So budgeting, I always tell people, is simply your financial GPS. So the same way we have our phones and we put in an address and it gives us directions from point A to point B, your budget does the same thing. You make the money, so you have to tell your money where you want it to go. That's it. And I love that you say it's not a, yeah. it's not like a restrictor. Like you should never be restricting yourself when it comes to budgeting. Your budget is simply a plan. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's all. So the way that I budget, I created this process called lifestyle budgeting. And I have an ebook that kind of explains the whole entire process. But I want to give y'all this cut and dry because if you listen to this and you actually take my advice, like, and start budgeting, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it will totally transform your financial situation. So I believe that you should not do monthly budgets. I am totally against monthly budgets unless you get paid monthly. I believe that every time you get paid, you need to budget. So every time you get some income coming in, budget your money. This is not something that you just do once a month. No. So if you get paid biweekly, let's just say the 1st and the 15th. If it's August 1st and you have your income coming in, you're going to get you a blank sheet of paper. I'm a pen and paper type girl. Blank sheet of paper. Right, income, draw a line, and then how much did you get paid throughout this pay period? If you have any side hustle, you will write what you made from your side hustle that time too. Any sort of income that you have, write it down under your income column. Now you have your expense column. So right beside it, I want you to write expense, draw a line, and this is the moment where I want you to pull out your bank statements because oftentimes we forget what it is that is actually coming out of our account. So I don't care if it's 99 cent a month for Apple storage. That needs to be written down because it's coming out on a monthly basis. So Apple storage, Netflix, rent, car payment, car insurance, like whatever expenses that you have coming out for this pay period and this pay period only, Mm -hmm. I want you to write it down. Now, from that, Yep, those fixed expenses. Yes, those fixed expenses. They're not going to change. They're not going to change. So this is not the time where you're going to write down like your gas, your groceries, eating out. No, we're not, we're not focusing on that right now. We're going to get to it, but we're not there yet. So after you have written down your mm-hmm. fixed expenses, what's coming out the same time, the same amount, every single month, write that down. Now, mm-hmm. I need you to get really real. Ask yourself three questions. Do I use this for real? Because sometimes we have subscriptions that we don't even use. Do I use this for real? Number two, do I need this? Do you need it? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself that real question. And last but not least, is this adding value to my life? If you answer no to any of those three questions, then just get rid of it. 
why are you continuing to pay for it on a monthly basis? You don't need to have Hulu, mm. Netflix, HBO Max. You don't need to have all of those things, especially if you have homegirls. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> you don't need to have well, all of those <laughs> things, right? So just ask yourself those yeah. questions. And then say, okay, do I need to decrease my expenses? Do, are those some things I need to get rid of? Do I need to increase my, ex- mm. or my income or do I need to do both? So back in 2019, when I was struggling financially, I realized that no matter how much stuff I got rid of, the money that I was making from my two jobs, I still wouldn't be able to afford my lifestyle if I did not get my Mm -hmm. refund check. So I quit all both of my jobs. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just was not making enough money. So that may be your same reality. You Mm -hmm. may not be making enough money. You may have to leave that job and go get another job. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. See you later. But I need to get my money together, right? So yeah. after you have your income written down and you have your expenses listed and you've asked yourself those hard questions, now there are four ways that I want you to allocate your money. So I always say that there are only four ways to use money as a tool. And for short, I call it S S I G. So I'm gonna say that one more time. S S I G. So the first S that stands for save. No matter what, you should always be paying yourself first. Two years ago, not even two years ago, three years ago, if I had paid myself first every time I got paid, I would have never been in a position where I was facing eviction. Ever. Why? Because my savings account would have been beefed up. In 2019, I had no savings. Zero. So I want you to save save your money first. Pay yourself first. Always. Pay yourself before you pay T-Mobile. Pay yourself before you pay Netflix. Pay yourself before you pay your rent. Save first, right? The second thing is spend. So the first S will save. The second S is spend. Now, under your spend column, you're going to take that expense amount, total up all of your expenses, Mm. and then just, I will write it as a label. Bills, put a dash, and let's just say your bills for that pay period is $1,200. So bills, $1,200. And then you will write down what else you're spending your money on. So let's just say for gas. If you kind of know like, okay, for every two weeks, I may spend like $100 on gas. Okay, I put gas, $100. Eating out, $150. Like whatever it is. And if you don't know that, here is another time to go through your big statements because your big statements are going to tell you everything. It's going to show you your habits. They ain't going to lie to you. They're not going (laughs) to lie to you. It's going to show you your habits. It's going to show you your patterns. So really pull out those big Mm. statements and figure out what it is that you typically spend your money on. And like me in May, and this is why I love like podcasts and telling stories because it shows people that even me as a responsible homegirl, I don't even have it all together. So back in May, I'm looking at my big statements and May wasn't even over yet, Sonny. The month was not over. And I had already spent over $400 eating out. So I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, Kiani. Four hundred dollars. Yeah, and the month not even over yet. You was turning, man. A turn, <laughs> turn. So I'm like, no, 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 no. So I'm telling you, live, yeah. live by your big statements and hold yourself accountable. Because even me, I still have to hold myself accountable and go back to what it is that I'm working towards. So we got saved. One hundred percent. We have spend. Now the next column, your I. This stands for invest. I N G, correct? Yes, I N G. So the next one is invest. Now, I know when you hear the word invest, a lot of people, they automatically think about the stock market. And which is 
not a bad thing, but the stock market is an investment vehicle. It is not the only way that you can invest. So when you think about investing, I want you to just think about growth. What can I put my money into and expect a return on my investment? So whether that's your self-education. So investing in an ebook, investing in a course, investing in a book, investing in a conference, that is investing. So self-education, investing in your own business, investing in the stock market, investing for retirement. Like there are so many different ways to invest. So this is your column where Mm -hmm. you kind of like think about what it is that I want to invest in for this pay period. And then last but not least is giving. What do I want to give this pay period? So whether you're giving to your local church, giving to an organization that you love, giving to a friend or family member, like you just may want to surprise them and send them $20 and say lunch on me today. Like you cannot like think about the smile that that can put on somebody's face. So I always tell people like just try your best to use money as a tool by saving, spending, investing, and giving. Think about your money the same way we think Mm -hmm. about a hammer, a drill, a screwdriver. Like it's literally there to work for you not to stress you out, not to, you know, cause just any of these negative emotions that we kind of experience when it comes Mm. to money. So, yeah, lifestyle budgeting, that's my budgeting method. I I love it. And then something else that you mentioned uh, when we were talking about the lifestyle budget was you can either decrease your expenses or make more income. Mm -hmm. So and it's funny, even today, I was like, before, before, before this, I was like, should I go? get my car washed and get it get it vacuumed inside but like i told you i'm finna drive to florida this friday i'm like i'm not finna wash the outside of my car when we finna get on the road buzz gonna be hitting i said no i'm gonna save that money and then i was like okay should i go get vacuumed should i go get the inside vacuum i was like nah we just bought a little self a little, little handheld vacuum so i got some wipes in here i got some little disinfectant spray i said we're gonna get active so. exactly exactly <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, so it became a more of an enjoyable experience than just, you know, paying somebody $45 for the interior to walk, to, you know what I'm saying, to do the vet, do the same stuff that I was doing. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so definitely finding different ways to decrease your income. I mean, decrease your expenses and increase your income is huge. And another way to do that is multiple streams of income. Yeah. Because I saw from your post you know you jumped into the mobile home real estate game you know i know you have the planners you got the merch popping as well so like can you elaborate come on down come on down they they can't see it on here a little bit can can you (laughs) come on down come on down so elaborate a little bit on the importance of having multiple streams of income for us yes so Multiple streams of income is super duper important. And I wish I could get on this podcast and tell y'all, oh my gosh, everything has been perfect. My account is overflowing for my business, blah, blah, blah. But I'll be lying. No. So when you are building a business, one thing that is super important is taking risks. You have to take the risk. You don't know if it's going to work or it's not going to work, but you have to be willing to mm-hmm. even try. So a lot of the things that I have done with the Responsible Homegirl and my multiple streams of income is me really just experimenting and seeing what it is that works. Honest to God, true. So when I put out, um, or when I started investing in mobile homes, honestly, that came as an interest. I was very interested in that. So I was listening to a podcast. I want to say it was Earn Your Leisure. um, And I invested in, uh, no, let me go back. So I was listening to an Earn Your Leisure podcast, and they had the mobile home elite investors. With buying and sellers? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And they had the mobile home mm-hmm. elite investors um, on their podcast and they were talking about their journey. And then at the end, they said that they had a course available. So I'm like, oh, a course. Like, I'm really interested in this because I grew up in the South. Yeah. I know a whole lot about mobile homes. I've seen mobile homes all the time. So I invested mm-hmm. in the course and then I took action and it worked. So I just started doing it over and over and over and over again. And then this past year, I'm like, you know what? A lot of people are always asking me questions about, you know, wholesaling mobile homes. It's not something mm-hmm. that I share a lot online, but like if I put up a story or something, mm-hmm. I show people something, they'll be in my DMs asking me about it. So I'm like, okay, I wonder if I host yeah. Saturday school where I'm teaching about wholesaling mobile homes, will people be interested? So I put it out there mm-hmm. and people were interested. So I had about 15 people, exactly. right? I had about 15 people who signed up and taught them the whole game, gave them everything. We're in a Facebook group now. Like we still keep in contact. They love it. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with my planners. I realized that I always use planners and the way that I plan, it helps me be consistent. It helps me show up. It helps me execute. And I realized a lot of people, yeah, they have issues with executing and they have issues with being consistent. So I created a planner, uh-huh. talked about my story, and people bought in. So really, a lot of the things that I have done is really about me, myself, doing it first mm-hmm. and then putting it out there to the world and then seeing if it's going to stick. Some stuff works, some stuff don't work. And that's and that's the life of an entrepreneur, testing, trying out things, trying out different risks, and then also something that is key, that is key, you you grew up in the south you've seen mobile homes you 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 know had some type of interest in them. and then even talking about the planners you use a planner yeah. you you like you said a little earlier you a pen and paper type girl mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so something that you are interested in that's natural that's authentic you put it out there and you found your specific audience right that's what i want the folks listening to to really hear and really to actually implement and also implementation right it's something that's key let's not just let's not just learn about byron sellers uh mobile home elite uh school or the uh course let's just not learn it you see what you did? You actually implemented it, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> you know what I'm yep. saying? So it ain't going to work unless you do that. <laughs> exactly. And I love that you said you brought that up, like being authentic and doing stuff that, you know, feels good to you and works for you, not just chasing after a dollar. Like, it literally makes no sense. Like, yeah. I'm not going to see, like, Sonny's app and be like, oh, my gosh, like, he making this happen. He making money from this. Oh, let me try an app. Like, no, if that's not something mm. that I genuinely want to do, I'm not going to do it. And we cannot be so yeah. money hungry, so fixed to, oh, I need multiple streams of income. Or, oh, this is working for that person, so I'm going to do it too. Like, it's nothing wrong with trying it because there's nothing new up under the sun. But you have to make sure that it's mm. authentic to you. Because the moment that it doesn't come easy, the moment that you don't get the sales, are you going to continue doing <laughs> yeah. it? Let's be real about it. So you have to make sure that you do what is authentic. That's huge. That's going to help a lot of people, you know, being really authentic. Because this is a show about financial literacy, which is not only understand how to budget your money, but being able to grow and save your money effectively and efficiently. Mm -hmm. And our listeners want to know about a, a good money habit that you have and then also a bad money that bad money habit that you have that we can go ahead and cut off or that we all should be working all to cut off <laughs> absolutely i love this because like i said before i do not have it all together even as the responsible home girl right so a good money mm-hmm. habit a good money habit that i have um and it ties back into my faith is i tithe like 
all the time. I do not care okay. if I only made $10. Oh, God going to get that dollar. Like, I size consistently. Yeah. I give consistently. So I would say, like, that is something mm. that I do regularly, and it's a great money habit that I have, and I feel like I am really blessed because I'm always giving. And God continues to bless me with yeah. more because I'm always giving, right? Um, and then just like a follow up mm. behind always doing that, always giving is I always budget. So it's like second nature to me. Like, and even though that I may stray away sometimes or I may spend more money than I'm supposed to, I do not go out into my life mm. like just without a plan. Like I have my budget. Anytime I get paid, I'm mm. going to budget the money. So that is a great money habit that I have. Mm-hmm. Now, a bad money habit that I have that I'm really yeah. trying to work on, he getting all in my business, y'all. I'm really trying to work on is I go a long time without like buying myself stuff and splurging or just doing stuff that I really like to do. So when I get tired of restricting mm-hmm. myself or just like going on a hiatus, like for an example, shopping, like I love shopping, I love clothes, yeah. but I know if I do it too much, it can be a little dangerous. So I'll go a long mm. list of time without shopping. And then when I do shop, I splurge. So I, yeah. <laughs> I will easily yeah. spend five, six, seven hundred $700 just like easily. And it's just like, Keanu, if you mm. just pick up different pieces from time to time, if you just treat yourself regularly, you don't have to worry about doing mm. that. So that is something that I'm trying to get over. But I know for a fact, like, I, I, I can easily do it. I just choose, like, not... Like, I'd be saying, like, I'll go in a store and I'll say, I don't need that right now. And because of my discipline, mm-hmm. I won't get it. But in the back of my mind, okay. I should... I could easily spend the $20, $30 because two months from now, I'll be done spend $500. Like, you got to make it make sense, you know? I'm, I'm on the same wave with you. When I got my <laughs> refund check, I think it was my sophomore year in college. Oh, my goodness. I Because I was playing football and stuff, so I was really locked in. But spring semester came by when I got the ring for a check. Spit $400 just on hats, jewelry. Like, I was just going crazy. Yeah. Like, I was going I was going crazy. And I felt like I deserved it because we were so disciplined. We was locked in yep. for the, from, from, from August all the way to March. You know what I'm saying? We've been locked in. And then we feel like we deserve it. So something that I feel like we could both could do is put a little, a little you know, spending um you know put a little amount of money that we can spend on clothing yeah and our lifestyle budgets. Exactly. whether it's a hundred dollars whether it's 150 instead of being so diligent being so tough and then four months come right before a trip right before a vacation <laughs> or right before summer happened come on now, now i'm speaking to you now i'm speaking to you no trips you know you need a new outfit for every single day <laughs> come on now come on now that's why I'm saying it'd be 400 for the fits, 400 for the flights. My nails, the day, I gotta get my nails done. Fancy. It's a whole thing, a whole we thing. Gonna, we gonna have to talk about traveling, you know, traveling for the low. We gonna have to do a whole nother episode on, on how to travel responsibly. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what we gonna do. We gonna <laughs> do an episode on how young folks can travel responsibly. That's gonna be huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got about one more question for you. Okay, cool. And... I'm going to read you two quotes, and I need you to tell me which one is more accurate in your opinion, all right? Okay. All right, bet. So the first quote is, more money, more problems like Biggie. And the second quote is, money can't buy happiness. Which one do you believe is more accurate? So 
Um, definitely number two, because I don't believe in the first one. I don't believe because you have more money, you're going to have more problems. I don't believe that. Talk to So number two is very accurate because money cannot buy you happiness. Happiness comes from within. So earlier when me and you were talking mm -hmm. about being self-aware, like you have to know where your happiness comes from. And most of the time people think like, mm -hmm. oh, when I get this dollar, this certain dollar amount, when I become a millionaire, when I'm starting making six figures for my business, blah, 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 I'll be happy. Yeah. No, uh, uh, you cannot have your happiness attached to a certain thing. And if we be real about it, mm -hmm. it's not even the money that we want for real. It's the stuff that's on the other side of the money that we want. So it's that taking that trip that oh, you want to yeah. take. It's having the freedom to say, okay, I want to take a day off, so I'm going to take a day off. It's giving. It's mm -hmm. just all of this other stuff that we feel like money kind of restricts us. So it's not really the money. It's the other stuff on the side of the money. So number two is definitely money cannot mm -hmm. buy you happiness. That comes from within all day long. Facts. And it's kind of like what you were saying earlier about money being a tool. We're not happy when we go buy a, a new hammer. <laughs> We're happy when we go buy that new that new painting or that new thing that we can hang up with that hammer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it, it's not it's not it's not the tool. It's what the tool can do. Will bring or, yep. or 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 yeah, what the tool yeah. can do for you. For sure. Yeah. So it's it's not about the money at all. And I really want us. And this is why I preach about mindset so much. And I just be real with people. Mm. Because we have to stop looking at money as our master. Money is not our master. But if you don't manage your money, your money will manage you. That's a fact. If you don't manage your money, it will surely manage you. It will dictate what you can and cannot do, where you will go and where you won't go. But I'm telling you, it's not about what you make. It's about what you can keep and how you can make it grow. And it all starts with budgeting. Knowing what you have coming in, Big what time. you have leaving out, making a plan for your money. So heavy, 100%. heavy on the money can't buy you happiness. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining the FY Fly podcast. Please let everyone know where to reach you, how they can find you. And if you got any final words, mm -hmm. go ahead. So y'all can find me at the Responsible Homegirl literally on everything. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, podcast, the Responsible Homegirl, everything. Um, I share financial education weekly. I interview other entrepreneurs weekly. So if you're listening to this podcast and you dig my vibe and you want to know more about my story and just the things that I'm doing, definitely tap in with me and, um, you know, get, get this financial education all of this good stuff that I have for you. And one thing that I just would like to leave with you, and it's something that I always tell my community, is with exposure, execution, and consistency, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. So you have to get exposed. You have to switch up your routine a little bit, read some books, listen to some podcasts, turn the TV off for a little minute. I'm not telling you to not watch TV at all, but just kind of switch up some stuff so that you are building yourself up so you are consuming good things. Execution. Nobody is going to just give you the stuff that you desire. Nobody's going to give you the money that you want, the business that you want, the brand that you want. You have to put in the work. So you can listen to stuff. You can get exposed to stuff all day long. But if you don't do nothing about it, it's nothing. It's literally nothing. So you have to execute. And then last but not least is consistency. Show up consistently because the, the more you show up consistently, um, you will see the fruits of your labor. You will reap the rewards. You will see the benefits. So exposure, execution, and consistency. Y'all got this.
Man, you turned up today for real. We, we really do appreciate it, Kiani. You went crazy. I was just thinking, if y'all, I, I feel like we got to do a speak of the games with together. We were yeah. crazy. Listen. Them, them listen. Two <laughs> and I got to have you on my podcast too because I'm always watching. I'm loving what you're doing as well. And I really believe it's important for a young adult to see more young people. Like, and right. it's also important that people see different voices. Like, I'm not just the only voice out here. Like, no, it's Sonny out here too saying, okay, even though you in your 20s, get your money together. Do this, do that. Like, let me give you this game. So, exactly. I got to get you on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. Oh, yeah. We're going <laughs> to turn up for sure. It's going to be a lot more cross collaborations between us, a lot more co-elevation between us. Yeah. So I'm super excited. And this is just, this is just the beginning for everything that we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's literally the beginning. Thank you so, so much thank for y'all having for listening me. In. For sure, for sure. It was a blessing. You provided a lot of value today, so I'm very appreciative. And I know all my listeners are appreciative. And you know what we like to say, not only learning what we, not only learning the information that we heard here today, but taking those little nuggets, taking those gems that Kiani dropped for us and applying them directly into our game. Yes. So thank y'all for listening. And we're going to need y'all to stay safe, stay invested, and stay FYI fly. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's F-Y-I-F-L-I Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.